Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 84, and we're talking Spider-Man and Venom Separation Anxiety, which I played for the Mega Drive. I hope everyone is well. Yes, it's a Spider-Man game. Spider-Man is coming up soon, and looking back, maybe I could have held this one off, but I felt, you know what... I want to put this one because I've not heard from my brother. My brother Phil is our guest this week. We used to play this uh, back when we were kids. We used to hire this all the time. Now, this is a sequel to Maximum Carnage, which was based on a comic book series. Separation Anxiety was kind of based on a comic book series, uh, but it didn't really follow exactly how strict Maximum Carnage was. We used to play this all the time. Now, it's one of those things, you know, you can only buy one video game a year we i never even saw this in the shops never but our local video game rental store had this and we used to hire this a lot and we used to try and play it and it was hard oh my god it's a hard video well yeah no it is it is a hard video game i stand by my point the final boss carnage was absolutely incredibly difficult and we can't believe we even got there so we thought, let's let's go back to our childhood. We used to play this. Let's see what it's like. Now, we couldn't play it together because of the fact that he lives in England and I live in Australia. So we went our own separate ways and gave it a go and then came back and gave our thoughts. Are we still going to like it? Are we still going to like this game? Is it going to be one that we can go, do you know what? This really holds up or is it going to be absolutely dog shit? Possibly the latter, I really think. Now, if you are just here for the Spider-Man chat, maybe go about 40 minutes down the line. Just go about that, and you can just go straight to that. But please stay. We try and have some fun. We try and play some games, and I get usually wound up by my Patreons, and it's, it's good fun. Just please stick around. Right, before we go any further, I've got to do the plugs. If you want to support the show, wherever you're listening to this, please give it a five-star review. Tell me it's great. Tell me it's crap. And whenever you see it pop up on your socials, please give it a retweet. It just helps get it out there. If you want to support the show financially, you can do at patreon.com forward slash retro wars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC, which could be top 10s, modern day game reviews, or gaming events. As a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 57, and I was looking at games that absolutely, well, I should say sequels, that absolutely wreck their predecessor. Now, look, this is an easy one. This could really be the best example of it, but I thought, nah, fuck it. I'm a bit more creative than that. I've gone with FIFA for number 10. And again, you're probably thinking, oh, well, yeah, you could have probably put this number one. You could have, because let's be honest, whenever you get the newest FIFA game, you look at the original, or the one before it, and go, uh, no. No. And if you ever try and trade in, say you've got FIFA 23 and you try to trade in FIFA 22, you probably get like 50p for it. Like I used to work in a video game store for a little bit. Holy shit, the amount of copies we used to get and people cop trading them in. I'm like, yeah, mate, that's worth like nothing. They're like, what? It was like, it was like 50 quid last year. They're like, yeah, sorry. Because that's the thing. No one's going to want to play it.
And that was episode 57 of that sequels that absolutely wreck their predecessor. Now, next week, I was trying to work out what we could talk about. And I'm going to talk about something that's very British. Very British-ish. For episode 58, what we're going to do is talk about Sonic the Comic. Now, Sonic the Comic was a UK publication, and it was absolutely the tits. Not Archie Comics, not IDW. It, I can't remember who did them, but it was amazing. And I'm going to look at 10 things that that comic series did for Sonic and made it absolutely badass and I wish they'd bring back. There we go. Now, to also let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, and they help um, supply games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. Now, so far, we've only raised over five, just over $5, which I know isn't much, but I hope one day over time we can donate this to get to games and consoles. If you want to donate any games directly, please go to the link in the description below, and the charity will really appreciate it. Additionally, what did you get for your money? Well, you get a chance to access our own Discord, the chance to message me one-on-one, take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week. Right, let's get into our letter section, which is for Patreons, and it's called 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you guys can pretty much ask me whatever you want and I'll do my best to answer. Captain N says, Danny, Australian slash Britain to North American slang lesson. A cooter is the American slang for a cunt. I believe you'll only object one of those words since one is widely used. No, I'm not going to object that. That's, I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, they said, what's a cooter? I was like, what's a cooter? It's like, is it a misspelling? I was like, it rhymes with hooter. I had no idea. Um, the funny thing is with the swear word of cunt, when I'm in, in England, it's I think it's actually pronounced correctly. When you're in Australia, though, they go can't, all right, can't. And I love it when it's used on a football pitch because I always like to, I hear someone say it at me and I'm like, no, excuse me, sir, it is cunt. That's how you pronounce the word. It, it sometimes goes over the head. Sometimes they just call me a prick. I don't care. I love winding people up on a football pitch. It's literally my thing on a Saturday. I get told off for it all the time. I don't do it nastily. I don't ever say nasty things. But I just like little, little digs. Little funny digs. I just try and be funny. That's all I try. I never be nasty. I just try and be funny. And that winds them up more than anything. I just think it's hilarious. But I'm an idiot. Storm Beagle says, Yo, Danny, I recently acquired a knockoff GBA cart of Pokemon Leaf Green and started looking for other repo carts of currently unavailable games, like those damn expensive Fire Emblems. God damn right. I saw a producer of re- re- repos that had a bunch of Pokemon ROM hacks in cartridge form. What is your opinion on Pokemon ROM hacks? Have you played any? If so, what is your favourite? Um, yes, I have played the odd one. Um, I think some of them are really good. Um, the Kaizo games are really good. So you've got Blue and Red Kaizo. That's a bit chaotic, but Emerald Kaizo is really good. That was, yeah, that was shit hot. And it's where they basically up the difficulty. They make them with updated sprites, updated moves. The best one I've ever played is Radical Red. I freaking love Radical Red. Um, it's the original red and there no it's fire red leaf green that's the graphics they go for but they've updated it up till generation 8 it's got dynamax it's got mega evolution the ai is shit hot there's so many pokemon you could use the gym leaders are just so 
each gym leader is incredibly difficult. It's fuck. And you, the AI is so good. And there's, a, and there's a level cap as well, so don't think you're going to be grinding your UA. And you face Giovanni, and he whips out. It's a double battle. And he whips out like a freaking Mewtwo. You're like, oh, shit. And it's not like a shitly leveled, statted one. It's a really good one. Oh, I just... Radical Red is so good. If you love Pokemon, that is, for me, one of the best experiences you can get. There are other ones, don't get me wrong. And I was going for a stage of wanting to play original when I was back as HPT, the Honest Pokemon Trainer. But it, again, it was one of them. It's like, how much time do you want to put in? Because I put a lot of time into Radical Red. I did enjoy it, but trying to do videos. Like, I think I did one just with starters only, and that was fucking hard. Uh, but no, it's good. I, so if you want to play one, play that. I can't think of the other ones off the top of my head, but there are plenty that are really good. Like the Kaizo one, Emerald Kaizo is another one you can jump into. Chris Copleen says, Chuck's Smutty Satin Dudlord. Have you ever heard about a man from Nantucket? If so, can you recite a limerick for us, please? No. Absolutely not. We're not starting. Oh, for God's sake. Because then Raging Demon jumps in. He jumps in straight away. I'm going to have to try and read this. There was a man. There was once a man from Leeds. He swallowed a packet of seeds. The blades of grass grew out of his arse and his hair was covered in weeds. <laughs> You're absolute dickheads. What was it? The how much wood can a woodchuck chuck? How much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a wood could? Oh fuck off! <laughs> how much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a wood could? Oh fuck! I'm on him. <laughs> now you've got me started. What was the one if Meowth started? It was like she she sells seashells on the seashore. <laughs> That's how Meowth learned to talk. Oh, God, what has this show become? What has this show become, you pair of idiots? Shaddock TH says, Hello, Danny. As I was in the midst of a past... Hang on. As I was in the past... Oh, fuck's sake. As I was in the past, a bit heavy, a Sonic fan, only Sonic on the mind, then thanks to mid-bad Sonic games, Sonic Forces, in my opinion, I was introduced to JRPGs thanks to Persona and the Tales of series. And then sometime, thanks to the Ace Academy, um, brought in this uh, that we can get on the Steam game, Steam series, and Clockwork Leyline, Borderline of the Dusk. So I was introduced to visual novels as a me medium to interestingly tell the good romance and the smutty story. So my question to you is, are there any video games that introduce you to the genres of video games, like Street Fighter? Um, okay, so the question is basically, what games introduced me into different genres? Street Fighter got me into fighting games, there's no question about that. Streets of Rage got me into beat-em-up games. Sonic got me into platformers. Pokemon to an extent, got me into RPG. I think Final Fantasy VII, what really blowed the door for me, because Pokemon, I didn't really see it as an RPG, because I was, I was so young, I didn't know what that concept meant, but it was definitely, I think, uh, Final Fantasy VII, because the whole idea of graphic storytelling. Um, action RPG, Zelda, or an action game, it's, it's Zelda all day long. Metroidvanias, ooh, probably Metroid Prime. I wasn't too big on them until because I, I didn't. I yeah, I hadn't played much of Super Metroid. Probably Metroid Prime. I'm thinking of other genres here, which uh, I really play, and they're they're the main driving games. Ooh, Ridge Racer, <laughs> Ridge Racer, um, Kart games, Mario Kart. It's obvious one. Ooh, are there any other ones? Shoot 'em ups. Yeah, I, Goldeneye. FPS, Goldeneye. I was never big into them. 
Uh, I wasn't a big Doom fan. I wasn't my cup of tea on the PC. My, my cousin used to play it all the time, but no, nah, it wasn't my thing. Goldeneye got me into it. And third person over the shoulder, I'd say probably Resident Evil 4, because that doesn't just define the genre. And then for games which make me weep out my penis and with difficulty, I will say Dark Souls. There we go. There's a broad, there's a big range of ones there. I hope that answers the question. And Dave McGee says, hey, Dandy, have you ever seen a bunny yip? Apparently, it's an Australia creature thingy. Love McGee. Hang on. I'm going to have to Google what one of these things are. (laughs) After Googling said creature, no, I have not. According to legend, a man-eating monster called the Bunyip once lived in rivers, lakes, and swamps of Australia. Its howl carried through the night air, making people afraid to enter the water. At night, the Bunyip prowled the land, hunting for women and children to eat. Sadly, no. I've never seen a Bunyip. (laughs) And they could be out there. I've just never had the opportunity to come across one. What a shame. You're a dickhead. (laughs) But thank you, guys. I really do appreciate it, as always. Right, let's get into the news, shall we, for Patch 84.0 is our news section where I have a look what's going on in the world of gaming and give my thoughts and opinions. So the first one, two of them, Mortal Kombat, because we know it's coming up, Mortal Kombat 1. Natara was confirmed. Now Natara, I like, I didn't know who the character was until I saw the Mortal Kombat film. Uh, I thought she looked badass, she died in a badass way. And it was a weird one how they announced this trailer, because normally they do like a bit of you know, story work, but this time they said... Megan Fox is Natara. I was like, eh, okay. So Megan Fox was talking about her doing the voice work. I was like, okay, that's that's cool. That's a different way of doing it. But I was like, do I really care? <laughs> I don't think Megan Fox is going to be bringing all the boys to the yard. I just, I just can't see that. You know, people are probably more excited for Natara than they are for Megan Fox. Because let's be honest, although to be fair, Megan Fox is a bit weird over the past few years. So maybe she fits the theme of this game quite well. Great, Natara is one of the only other characters. I think there's only one character they don't know who it is because Reiko's coming. Reiko got leaked. There's one character they do not know who it is. It's not been revealed, and it's coming up. It's coming out soon, so they're gonna have to announce who it is. But the big news, the big news, I think from this week was John Claude Van Damme is in Mortal Kombat One. He's gonna be a skin of Johnny Cage, and I'm so happy for this. I am so happy. So he's basically playing as Johnny Cage. And it's like old school Mortal Kombat 1. That's the skin of Johnny Cage. So basically just Johnny topless with these pants on. And the for that skin, it's the voice of Jean-Claude Van Damme. And there's even a link to the films he's done. And he says like, I'll play Bloodsport. I play Bloodsport. You play Street Fighter. And I was like, oh. Nice little reference there. Now, for those who don't know why this is so important, Bloodsport was a film in the early 90s, and this was actually meant to be Mortal Kombat, because it was originally pitched, you know, the, sorry, I should say, it wasn't a film in the 90s, it was 80, 88, 41 hours ago, I mean. it was in the 90s, they said, oh, let's, let's make a film, let's make a film game based on Bloodsport, but then what happened, it, it didn't work, uh, Midway couldn't get it, to happen it the talks fell apart and they decided to make in a new ip and that was mortal kombat 
So imagine if this had actually gone ahead. Bloodsport would have been the game. Um, and John claude Van Damme would have been the active for it. We wouldn't have Mortal Kombat as it is today. But I think Ed Boon's been very vocal about how happy he is getting this. And I'm surprised it's taken this long for John claude Van Damme to be in the series. I thought he'd be a staple. But he's here. He looked, like I said, the, the voice work looks really good. Everyone looks really happy. And then you saw him snap someone in two on a car door. Looks fantastic. Um, bring it on. Mortal Kombat 1 is going to be so good. I can't wait to watch the story of this. What? Oh, I can't wait for this. Netflix have just dropped the trailer. Another trailer for Castlevania Nocturne. Oh my God, it looks so good. It comes out in a few weeks, like two weeks. It comes out, I think it's two weeks Friday. I am so excited for this. Richter finally speaks, and he is not scared of anyone. He's just like, I am Richter Belmont, last of the Belmonts, and I kill fucking vampires. Oh my God, it looks so good. It looks like he's joined by a gang of three others. He just looks so badass. Like, France looks like it's in real trouble. It's during that French Revolution time. Like, there's a lot of blood and death in this. There's going to be so much blood and death. It's interesting to see why he's the last of the Belmont clan. It's like, hang on, fucking hell, we were back to that. When we were with, with the last Belmont film, last Castlevania series. I was like, how are we like this now? But either way, we are. It's it going to be a prequel, I think. And then the following one, if this series does really well, which it will. Then it'll be Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night will be the game with series after that. There's just no way they can hide the fact you have Richter Belmont, you need Symphony of the Night. But that means you're going to have to have good old Alucard as the main character. So maybe they want to get Richter Belmont in first, set him up, get him out there because he isn't the main character of Symphony of the Night. Belmont Richter is. So I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. And I'll, I'm hoping it just drops in one sh- in one series and I'll blitz the whole thing in the night. I will absolutely blitz it. I really will. One thing which looks like it's been blitzed, EA. Remember we, remember this? Looks like it's going to be cancelled for 2024. Not that it was going ahead for 2023. Apparently it's looking even unlikely as the convention company Repop will no longer work on future events alongside E3, which is a bit of a shame. But apparently they keep saying they're going to have a reinvention of the show in 2025. I hope they do. I want E3 to come back. I do. And do I think there's a place for it? Yes. I'm going to PAX. I'm going to PAX in like three weeks. There is a place for it. The problem is, is that you just, you need to go ahead. And maybe you don't have the big boys. Maybe you don't have it in his original format. And you have to change it to something like a PAX. Where you have more, you know, rather than game reveals, you just have it as an event where like indie people can come. That's the way you have to do it. You know, I don't, I can't, I can't see E3 being how it was. You're not going to have Microsoft doing presentations anymore, PlayStation, Nintendo doing the like. They won't do it. They'll rather do it on their own, Nintendo Direct, on a PlayStation showcase, whatever. That's how they're going to do it. It's just it's such a cost-fitting, cost-cutting exercise. And the fact that the focus can solely be on them and they're not under competition about who won their weekend, usually Nintendo do it or PlayStation, never really Xbox. It just won't be. You have to accept E3 will not be what it was. It's not going to return to its glory days. It needs to reinvent itself completely. And it is, if it's a reinvention in 2025, you've got plenty of time to plan this. You need a big-ass stadium. Well, not a stadium. You know what I mean? A convention center. A huge one. And you need to think about what gamers want these days. Just fucking put loads of games in there. and People will turn up. You don't even have to be new ones. Just put games for us to play. And we will play. Talking about new games. Talking about new games. 
Uh, Outright Games have announced that it will be publishing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem game based on the recent in-screen incarnation. Now, it's going to be a sequel. It's going to be coming straight after. It's coming out next year. Outright Games have said that they're going to combine the art direction and the energetic ninja teamwork gameplay with a humorous narrative. That's all they've said so far. We've not seen any more than that. We've had a movie poster and it's just based it, it, it could just be a film poster but it's apparently the movie poster for the game don't know what to think of it yet if you're gonna do it make it a beat em up make it a beat em up but you know i know we've got shredder's revenge but that's how the turtles need to be then turtles need to be in a beat em up format it's gonna be gutsy if they do it like, i don't think people from um shredder's revenge are gonna be very happy if you make a beat em up and i don't know what outright games have made before People can come at me and say, oh, they did this, they did this, great. Were they any good? Like, you've got a lot of potential with this artwork to make it a really good game. But you need to look at Shredder's Revenge and go, right, what made that really good? We can build on that. That That's simply how you do it. You make it a platform, it won't work. Will not work. It's got to be a beat-em-up. It really does. But we'll wait and see how that's going to look, shall we? We will wait and see. Okay, two more stories. The next Zelda game is going to be a new experience. So the producers, um, Anamora, and the game director, Fuji Bashashi, Fu- I butcher this, Fuji Bayashi, I probably butchered it, have spoken about the future of the franchise and basically what they're planning for the next installment. They've said there's not going to be any DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. And Fubayashi basically said that a fun fact of the core element will be, sorry, fun fact is going to be the new core element, new Zelda game. And basically, they've said it's going to be a new experience, which kind of makes sense. I don't think they could make a Breath of the Wild 3. I think people will be like, okay, you need to move on to something else now. Being in the same world three times will be like, yeah, no. So we want to see a new Zelda game, and it will be probably for the Nintendo Switch 2. Do I think it'll be a launch title? No, I don't. No, I don't. I think that new console is coming out next year. There's no way a new Zelda game is coming out then. Absolutely no chance. Do I think it's something new? Yeah, I think it needs to be. Maybe it'll hark back to its original traditions of those eight dungeon stuff. Wait and see. I, I do love me an eight Zelda dungeon thing. That That's always been my bread and butter, and I've always loved that. We'll just have to... I don't know. I need to finish Tears of the Kingdom first. I need to finish... <laughs> I've got a long way to go before I start chatting about any new Zeldas, don't I? And finally, the last story I'm going to talk... I love this. I, I loved having this on my computer at work. Because uh, I was like... I always like... When I've got a bit of a break, I always look for stories that's coming up. And I have this as a tab. And I was thinking, fuck, if someone sees this and just not going to understand the context. Because basically, it just says having sex daily. That was the tab. <laughs> that's the tab. But basically, the story is having sex daily in Starfield actually is a fast way to level up. That's the story. It just made me laugh. Because apparently in the game, you get a buff every time you and your partner spend the night together. You get an additional 15, 15% experience for the next 24 minutes. <laughs> That's just class. Imagine if I told my wife that. Right, Queen, if we have sex tonight, I get an extra 15% experience for 24 minutes. You're like, fuck off. You couldn't even last two. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I you got to love gaming, haven't you? All right, let's move into our free section, which anyone can play, which is called Stick It Up, You Jinjo. Uh-huh. Stick it up, you 
Now, Sticking Over Ginger is a free section which anyone can play, and I usually put the post up on Facebook, and I want to hear about your gaming achievements, your gaming successes for the week, and we've got a few. Ashley Carey says, This probably sounds silly, but just having the opportunity to sit down after tonight, after work, finally to play some games is my highlight. Being between some traumatic loss in the family and national adoption events in the animal shelter world, that's a day job, I've had no time to breathe. And I did offer my condolences on the Facebook. Um... Because no one, you know, it's always a horrible time when you lose someone in the family. Yeah, I've mentioned this before on the show. Just having that opportunity to sit down is often uh, just a great feeling, isn't it? Just to have that moment to go, oh, after a busy week. And especially if you've got a busy job, you've got your family life. Getting time to game can be quite hectic. So, yeah, I take that as a win. That's it's not, it's not silly at all. It's a gaming win. Well done. Take it. Neil Armitage says, I made progress in Gargles Quest on the Game Boy. Um, I don't know whether to clap that one. I don't know. I've not played Gargoyle's Quest. Oh, yeah, that was on the Switch Online, isn't it? So, will it back be getting an episode? Well, yeah, one day we've got to try and cover every game I can imagine. So, yeah, we'll be seeing that at some point. So, I hold off judgment for now on that, Neil, until I've played it. Someone's probably going, whoa, whoa, that's impressive. But I, I just, just can't get the same of it. Wesley Patron says, I got all the achievements in Remnant 2, which was awesome. Well done for you. I also managed to get HDMI to RCA converter to play my Wii U on my sharp Aquos TV. Had some fun with the Wii version of, of Reading Evil. A Reading Evil 4. I think he meant Resident Evil 4. He could be could be Reading Evil 4. I don't know. It could be. I... <laughs> Reading Evil 4. Turn the page. Comma accepted. <laughs> Oh, playing on an old school. I love how you actually named the Sharp TV as well, the brand. That's funny. I never played the Wii version of Reading Evil 4. It wasn't. I only played it on the GameCube and the PS2. That's all I've ever played it on. And obviously the remake. Oh, awesome. Pierce Carter says, I managed to reset my login information for my Xbox login, and now I have to wait 30 days till I can log in and actually use the account. That's shit. Not really a game room, but I feel like rage quitting every time I have to deal with Microsoft. I'll never buy an Xbox again. Why? That's 30 days. That's shit. That's ridiculous. Why? <laughs> Oh, you'd be so pissed off, wouldn't you? Imagine if you were Ashley Carey. Oh, I could finally sit down and play some gaming. Now reset your Xbox. 30 days, please. Like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, I'm not dealing with this shit today. Oh, Pierce. Come join the dark side. Come join uh, PlayStation. We'll look after you there. Sean Gary Feisma. 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 Oh, God. It actually looks like Feisma. Fim. Fimster. Fimster. Sean Gary Fimster. I so butchered that. Playing Abe's Exodus on my emulator. Saved every Madokin on to that point. Heading for the end. Game crashes every time I go to the next screen. Oh, no. Oh, that'd be horrible. Oh, you'd be seething, wouldn't you? Now, I've never played Abe's Exodus. Abe's Odyssey will get an episode of the show. I, I, I promise it will. Abe's Exodus, though, I've never, ever played it. Oh, you'd be filthy. Because you would have put so many hours into getting every Mokadon to see you know, to s survive them. And then, oh, and you're right near the end as well. You don't want to have to suddenly go to YouTube to get the ending. But it's like, oh, I, I don't know how I can help you. I don't think I can. Maybe if you can take the same file, maybe. It's probably the only thing is, like, can you extract the save file, get another way to play the emulator? I don't know. 
someone someone give someone give Feist my step, Feist my step there. Someone give good old Sean the answer and might be able to help him. And finally, Ian Rally says, after playing Mario Kart 8 on my girlfriend's Switch, I complain how they butchered Rainbow Road N64, making it three checkpoints, and Kamari Desert, lap two going through the tunnel. I wanted to show my girlfriend the original and the best versions of the tracks on the N64. However, I tried plugging it into my new TV and I realized I didn't have a SCART port, so I wasn't able to connect to my TV. I bought a Kyo HDMI adapter on Amazon and it was a gaming win. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You didn't want to play the old N64 version. And you're like, ah, new TVs don't like them. I find they just don't like them at all. I remember when I was at university and I, my mate Wendell brought... Um, yeah, his name was Wendell. He brought a N64 and we put it on the TV and it was like, this just does not like it. This is like, it does not like the color scheme. But fair play for getting the N64 out the Actually, you've still got it as well, Ian. Fair play on that. Actually, you know what? I've not played the the original, well, the new tracks on Rainbow Road and the Switch. What do you mean they put three checkpoints in? I'll have to check that one out and give it a go. Yeah, the N N64 Rainbow Road, that's where it was at. Jesus Christ, that game was legend. Oh, fuck, that track was so good. I don't give it any Rainbow Road track is. That is the one. That is always going to be the Rainbow Road. Like Shaggy. Shaggy, Rainbow Road. <laughs> Shut up, it's early. Uh, okay, that is it. That is it. Now we can move on to our final game, which are Patreon members, which we call Survive or Die. Survival Die is our final Patreon game, and what we do, each week we get two contestants. It could be game franchises, games themselves, it could be characters, could be anything. And we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey D. Morgan, who is wearing an Earthworm Jim suit, equipped with Shah Khan's hammer, and we ask the question, which one of them should survive and which one of them should die? Now, considering we are talking about Spider-Man and Venom, Maximum, no, it's not Maximum Carnage, get that, right? Separation Anxiety, I want to look at the symbiotes and go, right, between Venom and Carnage, I know someone's going to go, there are other symbiotes. I know there are plenty of them. But I bet hardly any of you actually know who those symbiotes are. I do, because I follow Spider-Man. None of you bastards probably know. Um, now I want to look at Venom and Carnage. Both iconic in their own right. And I wanted to see which one of them basically should get the chopping block and which one should survive and fight another day. And a lot of you jumped involved in this one. Let's see what we say, because we sports, you just went off your head with this one. Captain N says, Venom is the OG, but Carnage is the res red beast of symbiotes. This will be a hard one indeed. First, I would like to describe who feels better wrapped around you. Mm. I'm not liking where this is going. Carnage is stringy like a skimpy pair of women's underwear where Venom is thick. And as a guy, I could stand, I could stand to increase my thickness for the ladies. I will take Venom on the idea of making my penis thicker. Oh, for fuck's sake. Say it, Danny. Thick penis. Is this where we go with this? I basically... I, oh, I like that character to survive because he might increase my girth. How do you know Carnage isn't going to make it thicker? It's just because he's a bit of a wimp. And Venom's a big beefy boy. Fuck's sake. Still, oh, no, let's not all start. Storm Beagle says, I agree with Captain M. Thick boy Venom for the win. 
Also, Venom was my favorite action figure as a kid. Okay, thank God you went down that route, Storm Beagle, not any other route like this idiot did. So Venom's up too. I don't have the reasons why, but he's up too. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, I do like both of these characters. I do have a Venom t-shirt, a Carnage t-shirt, and a t-shirt of both. However, Carnage is so much cooler than Venom. He's just a more dangerous villain who only cares to cause, well, Carnage. Venom, a lot of the time, denounces villainous ways and has to team up with Spider-Man in order to even stand a chance against Carnage. So Carnage survives in order to destroy Venom. You're going to need some fire. Yeah, Carnage is a lot stronger than Venom. He is a lot more powerful. So what happens is every time there's a symbiote off, they they produce asexually. And the, the next one is always more powerful. Now, Carnage did have a baby as well called Toxin. Um, but Toxin did get a heart... It did get a symbiote partner called... I think it was Patrick. But Patrick, they got killed. Um, so I don't know who's got the Toxin... Um, thing now i have no idea the comic land you can google that so toxin's huge toxin is huge in comparison to his dad carnage he's a lot bigger than venom as well uh but yeah carnage is just his whole thing is just just kill everyone he's a he's one of the most brutal bad guys in the um, in the marvel universe like whereas venom yeah i agree he does just denounce his villain you know he's becoming a villain and he's kind of the anti-hero carnage is not carnage just kills for the absolute fun of it like he will kill everyone because he was born a psycho anyway. He gave himself Cletus. Um, is it Cletus? Yeah. Uh, he's just off his head. And the worst person who could have got with Carnage. He is. He would literally kill. And it, he's even killed his own, anima, his own animals. His own friends. He, if he has friends. His own friend. I keep saying friends. He hasn't got friends. He just doesn't give a shit. He'll stab his own lovers if he has to. Raging Demon says, we are Venom. Shoot the sound gun at Carnage. There we go. So we're 3-1 at the moment. Chris Copleen says, here we are with two characters that personify, I got the big word, carnal lust. Raw. Oh, God, here we go. Fuck's sake. Carnage is wild and untamed, whereas Venom is more subdued comparatively. And while I'm sure everyone loves a wild fuck from time to time, I think a more methodical approach makes for a more enjoyable pounding. What is it with you? What is it with you? Stop it! Plus, Captain N makes a fantastic point. Oh, for God's sake, can we stop? No! Now they're talking about penises! No! Stop talking about willies! I'm not, no. He basically wants, he's basically, no, I'm, I'm sorry, he wants Carnage to go down. He wants, he wants Carnage gone. Stop talking about willies, you horrible people! I don't think Carnage and Venom ever sit there and go, let's compare. Like, now you're just going to bring the Hulk into it. How big's that? Is this ridiculous? Who's got a bigger thing or the Hulk? You just... This show is not meant for smuts. Why is... I know I do have the smut squad as the nickname for this crew because that's what's happening. I don't want it to be smutty. Please, everyone, sign on to Patreon because the more comments you put, I can push... I can push Chris out. Maybe that's what's stopping people backing us on Patreon because they want to keep Chris in. <laughs> oh. Finally, Dave McGee says, this is a tough one, but I have to have Carnage survive as he is pure chaos. And I like chaos. See, that's the type of answer I wanted. That is the nice, nice family PG thing I wanted. Not talking about the girth of a superhero. Just weirdos, the pair of you. <sighs> right, so it's 4-2, basically. 
Four tooth venom to survive for can carnage to live. Who do I want to go with? Hmm. I am going to stick with venom. I'm going to go with the majority this week. I'm sticking with venom. I just think venom is a far more interesting character. The fact he has his own fucked up sense of morals. I, I do like that. And obviously the memes with Venom, like <laughs> just seeing that toothy grin. It was like, yes. And some of the memes you can have with Eddie, Eddie Brock Venom are absolutely great. And Venom has gone on to do loads of different stuff as well because he's been separated from Eddie Brock. He's gone on to Flash Thompson. He's gone on to plenty of different people over his time. But also, you know, the reason why Venom is so messed up is because Spider-Man was meant to be the first person it bonded to. It actually wasn't during the Secret Wars. I have that issue. I have that issue, and it's all sealed away um, as an actual, like, I got it for 9 out of 10. And the, the symbiote, the Venom symbiote, actually bonded with Deadpool first. That was later retcon, so it was Deadpool. So no wonder the thing was fucked up. Because it was with Deadpool first. Anyone being in that head would not be able to make any sense. But I just think there's more you can do with Venom. I really do than with Carnage. And don't get me wrong, Carnage is a good character because whenever, whenever he comes on, everyone is terrified because he can just come on. So I do like I do like stories with Carnage. Anytime he's in the comics, I love it. I, I do love it when Ben Riley, Spider-Man's clone, got the Carnage symbiote, and he, his suit looks badass. Like Spider Carnage looks absolutely quality. But as a character themselves, I do prefer Venom. That's just always been my little preference. I think his artwork's better as well. But what can I say? That's it. But thank you very much, guys. I do appreciate it. I do love when we have a bit of fun here. Now, what have I been up to over the week? Uh, say goodbye to the mother-in-law. Um, she is now back in the UK. Oh my god. Like, I know she's been around quite a lot. Like, she's been around with COVID. She was here for two years straight. And it was the first time the hiccups, it really got her. Like, she really understood what was going on. And she kept it all together until literally we were saying bye to grandma in the car. And, was, and she basically collapsed. And it's hard to see, you know, your four-year-old is, like, literally crying her eyes out, doesn't want a grandma to go. Yeah, that hurt. That that really did hurt me a little bit. And I, even I got upset seeing how devastated she was. Um... But yeah, oh, but yeah, Grandma's safely back in the UK. Probably see her back in another month. She'll probably fly back. I don't know. She'll be back at some point. And um, we went to see the Turtles movie. Me and Hiccups went to see the Turtles movie. Really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. I think they've got that spot on. The artwork was great. The story was great. The length was good as well. It's not too long. It's only about 90 minutes long. The voice cast was hilarious. I, I think for me, like seeing John Cena's Rocksteady, Rose Byrne's Leatherhead, they were funny. They were some funny, like, proper ham up the Aussie from Roseburn. Just, it's got its moments, and I'm looking forward to what this series, next series of films are going to do. There is a mid credit scene, just to let you know. Everyone walked out. I knew the mid credit scene. There is one, so just hang fire. And then afterwards, I said to Hiccups, who was your favourite turtle? She said the purple one, and I wanted to throw her off the bridge. So it's the wrong answer. You do not say, Donatello. How dare you? And finally, I want... I want everyone to gauge this. Now, this is going to be a male question. Not a f well, females, you can join in as well. So I'm lying in bed. Lying in bed. And um, I am on the wife's pillow. I kind of... Because I'm asleep, right? And this is before the mother-in-law left. She came into the room and knock-knock, brought over a cup of tea for the wife. And as the wife stretched over, she decided to crack me in the nose. Not intentionally. Crack me in the nose with her elbow. I was like, oh, fuck. And she went, oh, sorry. Oh, but it's your fault because you're on my pillow. 
See, the fuck are you on about? Because I strayed in my sleep onto your pillow. Somehow you lose all responsibility to crack me in the face. I, I just, I think the bit of responsibility is on you. I just think women get that pass sometimes. Basically, I'm not accepting responsibility. I'm not accepting any responsibility for this at all. It is the male's fault. You are always wrong. I am always right. Like, she went to apologize. I'm sorry, but then twisted it on me. So I had to apologize. I think that's outrageous. Someone come back to me in the comments and tell me whether I'm right or wrong. So what have I been playing? Mm, before we get nearly there, we're at the end of the show. Yes, I've been playing quite a lot. I've managed to complete Psycho Dream. Um, Contra 4, or Contra 4, I should say. Um, Contra Hardcore. Not Contra 4, it's not. It's stupid naming of Contra games. Yeah, Contra Hardcore and World of Illusion, Mickey and Donald. I finished all three of those. And I've started playing t um, Sea of Stars. Really liking that so far. I've only played about an hour and two hours. Good game. I can't wait to... I know about 25 hours, 30 to finish it. So I'm really looking forward to finishing that. I'll try and go bits and bits. I've kind of put Breath of Fire 2 down for the moment. I will come back to that and I'll see. I know where I'm up to in the story. Don't worry, I'm not going to get lost. So I do want to just play a little bit of modern stuff. Give me a chance. All right, before we get into the main game, I'd like to give you guys a chance to give your opinions on this. And continuing when I talk about Spider-Man and Venom, let's see what you guys say. Captain N says, sometimes I get separation anxiety when my wife leaves me. <laughs> Dickhead. She's leaving me now as I write this. No wait, she just went to the kitchen to get a drink and I couldn't agree more. You're such an idiot. Chris Goplin says, Captain N says, make some good points about how the Spider-Man universe and the MCU should have done a better job of trying to stay together for the kids. <laughs> I don't know how Captain N came to those points, Chris. There must have been somewhere in, hidden in there. Maybe there's some white text that I've not seen. Only you can see, maybe. Raging Demon says, oh, for God, here we go. I was going to say something about the game, but yeah, Captain N is right. How can Venom be a thing without Spider-Man? It just seems stupid. Disney and Sony to unfuck the damage they've done to Spider-Man and Venom's relationship. Oh, and I played this on the Mega Drive as a kid, and it's brutally hard and kind of janky for memory. That's what they say about Thick Boy Venom 2. Fucking shut up. Still thought the game was awesome because, you know, Spider-Man and Venom. This is totally a brother co-op rental game and I couldn't agree more. Yes, it goddamn is a brother rental game. Dave McGee says, I don't know anything about this game, but I've had separation anxiety since Captain N left my house. I'm so sad. You know, one day we're actually going to do what this segment's meant to be. One day it will happen. We'll go, oh, we've had the points right. It's been a show with not me once whinging about you lot. Not once. Maybe. We'll wait and see, shall we? <sighs> right, let's get into it, shall we? I've been ranting long enough. Okay, we've been ranting so much. I'm going to play some music. And when I come back, me and my brother Phil, a.k.a. Raphael, are going to be talking about Spider-Man and Venom Separation Anxiety, which I played for the Mega Drive and originally came out in Europe in... 95. No month, just, just 95. Fair enough. But fucking hell, we're both still old. Returning once more to the show is my brother Raphael, aka Phil. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, mate? I'm not too bad. You, you, uh, now we are 
doing this over video as well. Your head's looking really smooth at the moment. So I can see that. I can see the shine <laughs> off your head. Just <laughs> shave it. It's it's good. It's a, it's a good thing. It's I a got good the thing. anger, all the anger avatar look. Oh, is that what you get? That's fair. That's probably yeah. what you're going for. It's great. So we are talking about a game that we grew up with and we never owned it. But holy shit, did we rent this a lot growing up from yeah. our video store? And it was Sp Separation Anxiety, Spider-Man and Venom. And we rented this so many times, didn't we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Uh don't know why after playing it recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, I do know why. So I might as well get this out of the way while it's in my head. So I've been trying to think of some like really good points to say, and I honestly can't think of too much except for one thing, which is probably why we kept renting it, the box art. Yeah, it's, it's Spider-Man and Venom. <laughs> and then you see the other symbiotes behind, yeah. and they all look yes. amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing in my notes. I've just got, we rented this so many times. Why? It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And it's, it's hard as well. Yes. Yes. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, this is why I love you. Probably why we kept renting it. I don't know why we kept renting it. Why? Why didn't we just rent Streets of Rage 2? Is that a much <laughs> better game? Why it didn't is. we? It's got Spider-Man on the front. Yeah. We didn't have and, too many Spider-Man things. We got the cartoon, you know, on, on Saturday. Oh. So was there any chance to play? It was in like a similar style and stuff. Mm. Yeah, any chance we got to play Spider-Man? And this is the thing we did rent. I don't know if you can remember. I remember when we rented Streets of Rage 2. And we were at, yeah. um, we were at Dad's uh, dad's <sighs> first house. Yeah, um, we were. I remember that. I remember we rented it. And it was the only time we ever rented it. And I, I look back and go, what the fuck were we doing? Because <laughs> no, Rage uh, Two, incredible. This game is also. I, I'm sorry if anyone was expecting us to be praising this game. I can, I'm glad that you're on my wavelength. This game is terrible. <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah. bad. I, I so usually with beat 'em ups, even the new ones, I can get bored quite quickly. And even though I got bored very quickly because I was listening to podcasts and just, I found myself at the end of the game before I knew it. I was just yeah. like, oh. Oh, it, the, the levels are really short, like really short, which is good. Um, I had to cheat, though. I had to put on uh, Unlimited Lives. And, yes! Like, <laughs> and extra, um, like, power-ups when you pick up anything or however it worked. Yes! I did, I did exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, 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 so I played, started to play it, and I... Uh, died on the first level, lost my three lives, and then it, I was expecting continue. Yeah. Um, and nope. then it just went back to the start. I was like, oh, right, I'm going to have to uh, Google uh, cheats. Yeah. I, do you know what? I, 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 it's exactly the same thing. I was expecting continue. Nope. It's like, no, no, continue. Again, most beam ups give you a continue. No. Yeah. Dead. Most End games up. give you a continue. You know, we played like Sonic Bizarre early kind of hear your lives and Streets of Rage hear your lives and they did the continues differently in Streets of Rage you just kind of reset back to how many lives but I was waiting for a continue screen nope didn't pop up no and again it makes me think how the hell did we actually do this how uh, we did complete it didn't we, we did we definitely yeah. completed it 100% without cheating we 100% yeah. completed it without cheating and I don't know how we did it I, I really don't know how we did it because this game is balls hard yeah, I, I, we must have come up with uh, 
ways to beat them or uh, I'm not sure. Like I, I barely did any web slinging in it because it was just pretty much useless. Are you literally reading my notes? <laughs> no, I actually made no notes. But I thought to myself, like, I'm not going to bother making notes. Uh, I'll just go off the cuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the web slinging is pretty useless. Yeah. I put wall climbing, useless. Using your webs, <laughs> dreadful. Yeah. And, and did you do this move? I think it, well, it's like, would it be circle on a PlayStation pad? Um, where you, it's your shield and finally yes. shield comes out. If you push that and forward, you do your like, you pull them towards you with your web. But then when I had two of them on each side, occasionally, like when I push shield, I don't know whether it's pushing up, down, whatever. He pulled two towards him to like protect you from both sides. I that did that once and then went, how the fuck did you do that? How did that happen? And that was the I, only time I did it. I did it a few times, kind of thinking it's something to do with the shield, but when they're on you both sides. But then when I tried to actually do it and find the buttons, I couldn't do it. So I just gave up because I was getting my head kicked in. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly my point. Like, okay, so before we go into the mechanics of the, the lovely mechanics of this game. There is oh, a plot. Okay. There is a plot. Um, now, this is based off uh, a comic series, and I had the first issue of this. I've actually got it, and it's um, Venom Lethal Protector. Where, yeah, I was going to uh, say, it's not actually the name it's named after, is it? No, or no, the, no. The comic it, it's named after. No, no, no. It, no. Whereas Maximum Carnage, which is the prequel, is based off the comic series. It's like what the big book. This is just... The separation anxiety has just been made up, but it's based off um, Venom Lethal Protector, where an organization called the Life Foundation have basically taken Venom and they've forcibly ripped five babies, essentially, baby symbiotes from him. And this is where basically Spider-Man and Venom team up, realizing, oh, shit, there's five other symbiotes plus Carnage, and let's go fight them. That's the plot, basically. Yeah. And it's terrible. Um, it, you think the idea be fantastic? Yo, yes, yeah, Spider-Man Venom. No, it is not good. So, literally, that first vet, that first level, you fight right. You just fight punks, don't you? Like, you know, and that's punks. the only time you fight them as well. Yeah, they're basically, as I found out, ripped enemies from Maximum Carnage. Yeah, and yeah, they are. What What made me laugh? Right, fighting any of those humans. Because they do so much damage to you. Like humans. Especially the chicks. Yeah. But if you just, if Spider Man or Venom were just to go boop and just flick them, it'd break bodies. But yeah, yeah, somehow they skulls. can go, somehow they can go toe to toe with Spider Man. And it's not, I understand for you come at me here to beat them up. Oh, you're going to make it. No, there's got to be so. They shouldn't be doing so much damage to Spider Man. He should be able to yeah. just annihilate them and Venom would eat them. And especially on the first level, like if it's an introduction. You know, it should, like, they should at least not do as much damage. But one thing, anything I noticed on the first level, it was the uh, the, the female fighters who come up later, and uh, they've got, the, like, uh, I can't even remember what they quite look like, like, 80s gym wear going yeah. kind of stuff. But I noticed they're as tall as Spider-Man, because I played as Spider-Man. Um, usually I go Venom, but I went Spider-Man. But they're as tall as Spider-Man, as bulky, but they're drawn is if they're slimmer, so it's like they probably would have been like half a foot smaller and then somebody's dragged them to make them, you know, the same <laughs> size kind of thing. Because I was like, their, their proportions are really weird. They they look right, but they're as big as Spider-Man, you know, they're as tall as yeah. they're, they're as tall as the big guys. 
even with the hats on and the berets. It's like, what's wrong with these? But yeah, they'd obviously done that and went, okay, they look too small. Just uh, but redrawing it, just drag it. Yeah, just drag. Drag and finish, it'll be done. It's not a problem. Like, this, you are right there. The sprite work in this game is shite. It's shit, yeah. It's, it's really bad. Like, the characters look dreadful. Spider-Man looks dreadful. Venom looks dreadful. I know you played the Spider-Man. I did as well. But Venom, yeah. he just stands Usually there. Usually I go Venom. Because, it, yeah, that's you and Venom as a kid, and I went Spider-Man. Venom's sprite just stands there with the tongue out. No movement. Yeah just stands there and i have to say look i'm not going to hear an argument oh you know it's an old game streets of rage 2 looks amazing you know they had you know that i'm sure that game came out before because this is a sequel so streets of rage 2 is a sequel and their characters were so much more fluid than than these characters their actual uh each for you know there was like if there's five frames they're gonna actually have a picture in each frame whereas spider-man had a picture in the first frame and the last frame yeah and and shit and shit artwork as well blurry and but i played the nintendo version as well which does look better than the mega drive yeah very slightly very yeah the, the the there is that there is differences slight differences in colors and sound we played growing up the mega drive version because we didn't know the super nintendo we didn't have yeah. that Mummy, yeah, mummy, none of us having multiple consoles. No, well, no, we technically we did. We had a Game Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't until you get older, but now it's kind of a standard. Yeah, now it's standard. Must have six games consoles. Um, yeah, must have own console, own TV, online. Yeah, it must is, have. Hey, that's the way of the world. Must must have everything. Jesus, the amount of consoles I've got sitting around here now is fucking sickening. Like young me would be, young me would hate me. Young me would absolutely hate me. <laughs> but so, yeah, the sprites look like I know Spider Man just looks terrible because he's like, he hasn't even got the, it's just a red and blue man. That's all it looks like. Um, yeah. It, I, I'll tell you one thing that looks way better than the first game, but executed terribly. Like, the, 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 it's the, um, you know, it does like the story. Yeah. And it will show you a picture of Spider Man and Venom. Yeah. The same they picture. Look, it was the same picture. That's it. Executed terribly. But that one image, especially Spider-Man, looks so good, so detailed. And then you look at the Maximum Carnage game, the one before, and yeah, they had like little, you know, comic book stuff, and they look cool. But this artwork looked like the stuff I used to draw when I was a kid from your comics. Yeah, um, it, yeah. But but that, they did what it was like. They spent the artist spent the entire time on these two pictures of Spider-Man and Venom instead of doing an, you know an entire games with comic book from like the old one. Oh no, they're like just the old copy, game. They're, they're they're just copy and paste from the from the um from the I I I can recognize which comics they're from. I, they they, I they look that, like familiar art. They right? are the nineties comics, because that's that's how they used to do the comics back then, like hyper um get every muscle detail in. And yeah, that that was basically Triangle between each, each level, they had these two pictures with loads of uh, text to explain what was going on, and that was it. And they'd use the same pictures. Yeah, they are from 90s comics. <laughs> and I could probably find out which comics they're actually from and go, yep, yeah, those two. Um, yeah. That's what the front. And it's yeah, just actually, so... yeah, good point. That's even lazier. That's late. Yeah, they... it's lazy. Because La- the other I... ones look like they're from comics, but it looks like they've redrew them, like nah. they've drawn out over them. Or they just put the comic panel in and just kind of dragged out uh, the comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100% they, they did that. Well, they could have at least done that with the new game. Or at least, you know, they could have made it look. Awesome, the panels. If they're just doing that, 
Yeah, because of course you could have. But this game is like, well, how can we make this cheap? So I said, you know, you, the first level is just rehash the enemies from Maximum Carnage. And, the, and then from then on, it's basically like, okay, we've got this man from the Life Foundation. How can we basically just save money? Well, what we can do is color him and then but <laughs> as many versions as we can. We're going to do like a Mortal Kombat ninja shit and then just have the whole game featuring him in his palette swaps and some robots. And that's yeah. it. Job done. And the, the robots are awful. Of course it's they are. Awful. Awful. But that was that was your only enemy, was multiple colored members of the Life Foundation, the Shinobis. I'm gonna call them Shinobis because it's easier. They're not they're not Shinobis. I mean it's very clear they're not. They, they look just... like that uh, the bad guy from G.I. Joe. Fuck me, they do, don't they? What's they his just name? I can't remember what he's called, but he just looks the same. Someone's gonna yeah, be like, the, this this decay. The helmet with the like clear mask on yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that was it. That's that's your design. That's all I you've got. The, that can be a standard for a lot of these games, but I was thinking, like, when I was playing, I was like, okay, this one throws a grenade and this one has a gun, and then I go into the next, like, scene or whatever you'd call it, and then that one used a gun. I'm like, there's nothing different about them. I no. think it's just coding of, like, this one might throw more grenades, this one might throw more guns. You know, like, I- I'm not quite sure because I couldn't work out which ones were doing. Usually they change the move set on the different colours, which is, hey, fine, you need to save room on the game. But the Gittins, it seemed like they were all the same bar colour palette. It was boring, except for the first level. Yeah. It's like, oh, actually, they all do different things. Yeah, they all do different things. And it was so annoying. I was like, is this all I'm going to get? Is this it, the, the enemy variation? And that is it. Apart from the bosses, that was your enemies, the, the Life yeah. Foundation members and robots. I was like, Jesus Christ, did anyone play this and go, well, this is really boring. Yeah, we could give you six more months on this, guys. Yeah, we'll give you anything to improve this. And I get it that they're trying to make it part of the story that they would just be fighting Life Foundation members, but fuck me, that's fine as a comic, not as a game. But they, I think it's fine. Well, like I said before, um, you have games where they just swap the color palettes out, but give them unique abilities. If you're going to do that, like have them move slightly different or... One only throws grenade, one uses a gun, one grapples, something like that to at least kind of... And then you could, like, I think Gold Max did it where they did that, and then the next few levels up, they'd have the same enemies, different colour palette, but then they yeah. were, like, stronger and did yeah, different they move did. sets. Yeah, but even Golden Axe had a bit more variation with their enemies. There was like four or five different standard yeah. enemies. Same there as was... Streets of Rage. Yeah. And then the colour palette swapped is where they yeah. wanted you more powerful. Yeah, Golden Axe 1 had more enemy variation than this. Put that yeah. into your... That, that's ridiculous. And Golden Axe 1 is terrible in comparison. Well, actually, no, Golden Axe 1. I'd say Golden Axe 1 is better than this. It's blatantly a rush job. I think it was the, it's the same company as the Maximum Carnage, but I'm guessing more than likely it'd be the same team. They yeah. probably were just given like a six-month, one-year deadline where they had like two years before that. Yeah. And the thing is, like, this should be a really fun game because I love anything to do with symbiotes. I absolutely love, like, the five symbiotes look incredible. They do, like, they're awesome. Well, okay, they look awesome off <laughs> off the game. The box um, art. Yeah, box art, the comics, they look absolutely great. Like, there's one, I think it's Screech, who's the one who is the female, who's orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she looks incredible. But, yeah, she does. Um, when it comes to the game, oh Jesus, the, the, the symbiotes look absolutely horrific. 
The cottage definitely looks the worst. At the end, I was like, my eyes are killing me. What the oh. hell? He just looks like a mess. He looks like a little monkey going around. Going, <laughs> did you notice when you thought Carnage, he spent more time off the screen than on the screen? Yes. Yes, he did. It's <laughs> like, fucking come here. I was getting bored. Yeah. Get in, little shit. Or he floats on the top of the screen going, <laughs> it's like, yeah, get little monkey. just kind of walk down. And, wait, and you can't hit him. Well, at least I couldn't hit him when he was up there. Uh, yeah. And the thing is, like, there was there was some of the symbiotes were like that as well. There was one, he like, do something, and he just roll off the way. He's like, get the fuck here! I'm was trying to fight with... you. Stop rolling away. There was there was two similar, but they moved different. One had blades, and he'd like roll forward and run away. The first yeah. time I fought him, I just started hitting him, and that was it. He was locked in place. Uh, but there was the other one who like is a bit more um, liquidy. He was the one I found quite annoying. They just they just but they just shite. There's yeah. like one of them, I think, was the brown one, which is basically Venom without the Spider Man chest. And oh, he just looked terrible. And yeah. then, you, yeah, your last level was where you fought Carnage. And it was just basically a huge boss run where you fought all the human bosses first, then the symbiotes, then Carnage. Is that how it works on Sega? Yeah, that's how it worked on the Sega version. Yeah. Ah, uh, so with the Nintendo, it was one of the symbiotes and one of the. The, the humans, and then once you defeat like a human, another human jumps in. Once you defeat symbiote, another symbiote jumps in. So it's like two on two constantly. Yeah, it was two on two. Yeah, it was two on two constantly. And it made me think, how the, f- again, how the hell did we do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. Cause I, I don't know how many times I died. Yeah. And I put, I put my notes. I played this again, unlimited lives. I hated myself. And it makes me so happy <laughs> that you did the same. Because that <laughs> boss run at the end is so hard. And the amount of lives I then lost to Carnage was incredible. I don't think I actually lost a lot of lives to Carnage because he spent the entire time swinging through this and staying on the other side of the screen. I was just waiting for him to come on so I could fucking hit him. Yeah. It's like, it's like I've actually put in big letters, how did we do this? How did we do this? I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to send you my notes afterwards until you can just have a laugh. It's, it's just... even like when I play any old Mega Drive game, like Sonic or whatever. I know you were, I didn't really play as much as you. I just watched. But I'm like, holy shit, if you fuck up once. I remember when we played Sonic 2 doubles and we're trying to get the Chaos Emeralds and usually I'd fucking fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Because it, it was our only game. And I suppose it only takes like two hours, one hour, whatever to yeah. complete it. And you play it for eight hours, 12 hours a day for six months a year. You're going to eventually do it, aren't you? Yeah, you're going to get good. And that was the thing I back as a kid. Like, we never even owned Sonic 2. How depressing is that? We never owned Sonic 2. We had no, to rent. We, didn't. we had to borrow we that. We got Sonic 3. For, we did, did we get it in the end? No, we got Sonic We got Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. We never, but we did had we to lend borrow, it off somebody? We had to borrow Sonic 3. Um, but we got Sonic and Knuckles because I got that for a birthday present from Dad. Yeah, um, I, I remember that. And then you got Sonic 3D after that, didn't you? Yeah, dude, as a present, and then finished that in a day and went, eh. <laughs> and got very I remember sick. that Sonic 3D was 50 quid. Yes. That was like, because most games were 30 or maybe 40, because yep. I remember Dad was like, this was fucking 50 quid, you cheeky <laughs> bastards. <laughs> and we were like, it's 3D, Dad. It's like 10 times better, so you got to pay more. I think when he saw it, he was like, what the fuck is that? 
Yeah, it's 3D. It's <laughs> you know what? We we mean you know, we've got two younger brothers as well, um, Donatello and Michelangelo, and we Morgan and Toby, and we laugh because like their experience of gaming is very different to our experience of gaming. And we always laugh because like dad just ha- he used to go, the fuck am I paying up? But then buys them all this shit. We're not bitter, but it's just <laughs> so funny to see the differences. And we're like, play this, like, no, fucking shit. Then they're used to like <laughs> PS3, uh, PS4. They, that was their generation. Whereas we're, you know, we had literally one game. And I've just, by the time we're recording this, I've just done a DLC episode about my top 10 uh, Mega Drive games. And basically as part of it, I explained you know, we only had, you know, one game a year and we spent months once. Maybe two. Maybe two Christmas if we were good. But we, we had to like save our own money up. So we saved up all our pocket money for Lion King. That's what it was like yeah. back in the day. Did I not get Lion King for my birthday? No, we, we saved up for that. Because I remember mum mom said you've saved after school one day. She went, you've saved up enough money. You can go get it. As like, and she had it ready as a surprise. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, I think Lion King was a good game. Yeah, Lion King. Oh, I've, again, if you've, not listen, awesome. if you've not listened to that episode, go back and listen to the episode where I replayed it for the show and just it is a good game. Jesus oh, Christ. I'll have, to, I'll have to listen to it. I, I like that compared to this and this terrible. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad we never saved up and thank God for the rental store that we could. But just why did we keep renting it? But do you know but what? The thing is, is like back then we must have liked it, so we would have loved to have owned it. But yeah. Well, it was it's getting not... hold of it because I can't remember ever seeing it in the shop. This, this is what I was going to say before um, when you said that we got Streets of Rage 2 when we were at Dad's. That's the reason we never rented it because it was not in our video store. We did not have Streets of Rage 2 or 3. I vaguely remember when Sega was kind of dying, you know, and then it was more like PlayStation and Nintendo 64. Mm. Sean's. Uh, video store got Streets of Rage 2 and 3 and they definitely had 3 yeah and then you know Golden Axe 2 and 3 and like started getting all these games in but our one it was the same branded store wasn't it yeah I can't remember what they were called what was Uh, their video rental store called I can't remember yeah well we used to get nothing we used to get nothing and the funny thing because I kept renting that the, the funny thing is, I've done worms as well. The funny thing is for us, like, again, we're going off topic. We all get back on. Is that when we used to rent video games, like, mum would come in with us and then we'd be, like, looking at the video games. And then when no one was looking, we'd run into the little room in the side and that was all the porno stuff. We're like, Woo! <laughs> well, I, well that, that's, I was allowed in there. I don't know how old I was, but I remember mum came in and said, look, um, he wants to look at the anime and... Oh, was that in know, there, was it? Yeah, all the anime was in there. Because, well, fair dues, like some of it, mum had to help me rent like the 18s, but they used to like, let me take 12s and 15s away. I must have been about 11 or 12. Oh. Uh, but they've let me go in the back. And because they were like, he wants to see the anime, it's fine. Oh. I suppose it was all like 18s and 15s. Yeah. Mum's like, oh, parental, parental skills were terrible. So, like, <laughs> as I mentioned in another podcast, it's like, oh, yeah, rented Mortal Kombat 4. It's an 18. Ah, fuck it. It should be fine. And you'll be all right. Yeah, because she no, I I I'd say the opposite. I see the idea of what you're saying sarcastically, because uh, we watched all sorts and played all sorts of fucked up shit. But you got to know your kid. Yeah. Like if I if I had a kid who was um, really scared and tepid and had nightmares, I wouldn't be showing them half the animes. But if I had a kid who was like, I you know you ease them into it kind of thing, 
Um, but if they were happy to like play in 18 and understand that violence in there is wrong, these are adult situations. Because I saw all sorts of fucked up shit when I was like seven, eight, nine from yeah, the animes. Well, the we, we, we animes. And and look, that was that was our you know, we could probably do a whole episode of our experience on that. We should do as a DLC actually. Be cool, we, actually. We, we we probably could. No, okay, we're going off topic a little bit, but um you know we were talking about the enemies and how like they they you know they they swarm they can they swarm you quick and yeah. if they get either side of you right you're fucked yeah you are because they just literally do so much damage it's like boom, 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 done yeah and if it wasn't for that like ability like I put on that sheet where when you pick up I think the the spidey symbol makes you more powerful but if I pick up like a heart it would give me like four hits with super you know like one hit kill. If I didn't have that on, it would have taken me twice as long to get through the fucking game. Yeah, because when I got hit and you flash, you also get that ability for like two punches. And it is literally, I, I don't understand how like they do so much damage. And did you find, you know, you got the shield as well, but you could grab yeah. people. But if you grab people, that was the worst thing to do because you just get swarmed. Yeah, so I think it was when, because this is my tendency in these, these beat-em-up games is, to kind of push forward and punch at the same time. Yeah. And just because you, you, you kind of train yourself to push forward, backwards, forward, backwards, just to hit back and forth, like Streets of Rage. I remember, you know, where I played Blaze and she could literally go punch one side, punch another side, punch one side, just to keep yourself safe uh, yeah. from like getting hit from behind. Uh, but yeah, this one was if you push forward and punch, I think that's when they grab them. And then, unless you're very lucky and throw them behind quick enough. Uh, yeah, they'll just punch you. And they'll just punch you. Up. Like Streets of Rage had the mechanic where if you could grab someone, yes, you're vulnerable from the back, but then you could flip over them and then you were safe. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, or you could throw, put them into a throw animation and you was, you've, you've, you've got those invincibility frames while you're doing the animation. But here it was like, if you grab someone, you are fucked. Do yeah. not. So you're going to play this game. Do not grab anyone. It will fuck you up. Yeah, you get into position, let go of the directional buttons, unless you do want to turn. Yeah, and then they'll hit you, and then you just lose so much health. But what I um I thought was quite funny was that if you um if Spider Man got hit by like one of those little bombs or something, he would literally hit the deck like an <laughs> yeah. Italian footballer, and I went, "Get up!" It was right, but that even happened with punches. I think it was after like you know this combo with three or something. And it is like you do get the flash and animation after, but it's still really annoying. Yeah, it's like just, just don't hit me on the floor. Like it's not like you threw me or it was a big boss that go. I think that happens mainly in Streets of Rage. It's when you get whacked really yeah. hard. It's when you hit the deck. But here, he just it, but it's the way he hits the deck. It's like he rolls over and keels over. Like, oh. yeah, he looks like uh, what is it like, eighteen hundreds like. Old one, well, whatever movies where it's like, um, they'll say something shocking, and the woman will go, Oh, and faints, and then yeah. <laughs> like lie on the couch. It was like that kind of look with like the knee up, like the arm over the head. <laughs> yeah, and it's the way it's, I, 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 you, yeah, it's a good way. If I say the eighth the fo- Italian footballer, I'm gonna get Italians <laughs> after me now, but it, it is, it's just like the way he rolls over, like, get the fuck up, and it takes so long to get up. It's like, get up, yeah, it's just, it's just wasting time. Like, there's a game that needs doing, and do you know what? You get the deck and then get up straight away. Like that would get the same point across that he's on his back and then he's yeah. Oh, what did you think of? Um, I don't know if you've written it down of all the like 
the way all the characters held themselves. So Spider-Man looked like either a wrestler, kind of like he had that like Zanjeef pose. Yeah, he had shoulders pose. up. Um, I, I can't remember what Venom looked like, but um, yeah, a lot of the characters Venom. walked weird. Like yeah, Venom stood up straight. And... Venom was studying up straight. Spider-Man was in that wrestling Zanjeef pose. Zanjeef pose. And was like, why? Why? Yeah. And, and the, all the other enemies didn't walk properly. They all like, or, or, or at least they didn't hold themselves properly. In Streets of Rage, it's a bit more cartoony, but at least you can see the like, uh, what's the right word? Like the structure of the body holding itself in a yeah. cartoony way. They, they, it's, it looks so much better here. They kind of like just strut in like, hey, like they're just like literally coming into the club. Like, yeah. Yeah, boy. yeah, the, the, yeah that's it from chicken walks to like, Backs too straight, and you know they look uncomfortable when they're coming on the screen. Their arms are waving weird, but yeah, it, it's blatantly more evidence to they didn't have time to do it. Yeah, they they definitely didn't have time to do it. Do you know what? Um, I also thought it was funny. Like, okay, before we get into that, actually, because so our music I thought was was shit. Sprites shit. Bosses shit. Levels boring shit. Like yeah. just unappealing. But the thing that made me laugh about how shit they were. Was your supports? Oh yeah, oh, I didn't even. They don't turn up to like halfway through the game. No, halfway the game, you can then summon other heroes, which are Captain America, Captain America, uh, Hawkeye, Ghost Hawkeye. Rider, and yeah. Daredevil. And yes, yeah, that I did see all four. They do fuck all. I'd say Hawkeye's probably one of the best. At least he hits them. Well, yeah, at least a Ghost Rider comes in, spins his little chain. You have to like run behind him for him to be effective, not against bosses. He's no, the boss shit. is terrible. Captain America comes in, throws his shield just randomly, and then he walks off. Yeah, I had him like, I think I only got his ability like two goes, and I was like, oh, it's not going to track or bounce around the screen. No. Like, you know, like, like Hawkeye's ability tracks. Yeah. Um, like, he was actually, I can't remember which boss I used him on, but I just literally used Hawkeye like three times in a row. I was like, oh, I win. Yeah, the, you, you save him. You save him for the bosses, but they're just they're just dreadful. They're just yeah. not fun. They're so shite. And I was like, wow, what a what a shit mechanic. Oh, and Daredevil's just pretty... Daredevil, the, the, they were kind of okay, or at least definitely Captain America's was even against the enemies kind of shit. Daredevil's was kind of okay against the enemies, but I had him for one of the flying like men bosses you just go back and forth across the screen and he couldn't hit him no he can't hit him <laughs> i could barely fucking hit him all you have to do you have to like time a jumping kick give the time you jump do you know what was annoying about him right he'd literally sometimes pick you up and then put you in a trap level and it was yeah. like you're in a trap it's a, it just comes up trap level or trap room and then you'd basically be like stood up like that typical arms up your arms yeah. are cuffed, and then within and then I a second, out which buttons break out was, I just ended up breaking out. Yeah, you break out on it. Oh, that's a shit trap room, isn't it? And then <laughs> it made me think. Well, hang on. Are we? Why are we then going through the forest afterwards? It's like surely we're here. Surely we're where we need to be. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's like the game's linear anyway. But even though you keep getting dragged to different places. The game's linear, but no, it's not. It's it's convoluted. It's like where are we going? No, but, working but what in the I mean mall? is that each stage plays one after another, and they forgot that between the stages you get kidnapped and like taken away. 
Yeah. And then when you get out of there, you're back, you know, on the linear path. It's like, you could be like 100 miles away. I honestly thought this would last about five minutes. <laughs> See, I can make this last. I can make it last. <laughs> I was like, I've got one good point, the box art, which is amazing. The rest of it is, like, when I was playing through Two Crude Dudes, I actually, like, even though I had that typical, I get bored of these repetitive kind of things, especially now, but I actually really enjoyed myself playing Two Crude Dudes. Yes. Because there was enemy variety and it was silly and fun. That was the main thing. It was really fun. It was fun. Do you know what? Two Crude Dudes, I think, you know, we're made, we're kind of just kind of just jump back into this because we have that problem with our recorder. But yeah, Two Crude Dudes was fun. Two Crude Dudes was good fun. This was not fun. I had no enjoyment playing this whatsoever. Not one bit. Like I'd happily play Two Crude Dudes with you, but nah, no chance with this. Yeah. It it really is a shame because like, the first game I haven't played it in ages, uh, Maximum Carnage, was gutting because I think we played that. I don't know whether we played no, it first I, or not. I'd never played that with you. Never played it. Oh, Do we never play it? Oh, okay. Just because it's a one player in it, and it, but it looks a lot better. It, it It's meant to be a good game, Maximum Carnage, but this, I just, no, nah, no chance. It was just, I just didn't have fun. And that's the bad thing. You know, obviously I understand games, you know, will struggle a little bit from time to time in their age and stuff. But the yeah. whole gameplay thing, it just was not a good game. And yeah. even when maybe we can just kind of, as adults, take that Spider-Man Venom thing away and, you know, what have you got? And it's just, just shit. Yeah, garbage. It, it reminds me of a, another Mega Drive game. I think we, I did own it because I tried to play it a lot. Was uh, I don't know whether it was part of a trio pack or something, but it was a Superman game on the Mega Drive. Oh, shit, yeah. And it was just, especially for a little kid, it was just too hard. Maybe I didn't know the buttons properly. And But yeah, I remember being gutted about that because I was like really excited because I did like Superman as a kid. I love Spider-Man and Wolverine, but I had a soft spot, real soft spot for Batman and whenever I called Superman because I knew they were best friends. What, what? I think it was just called Superman. I think it was, yeah. Um there's like robots in it and stuff like that. Holy, I remember playing this. Uh, but I, I'm sure, I, I can't remember the cartridge or the game box, but I know I had it because I remember playing it in like our Mega Drivers in our mum's room. I remember playing it loads and not like renting it kind of loads. Like I had it and just kept giving up. Christ, I remember we played a Superman game. Oh my God. But we never finished yeah. it. Was there any good Marvel or DC games on the Mega Drive? Um, the only one thing was X Men games. The, the, yeah, but we well, never played them. Not that we that's played it. them. We, that's what I mean. Did we ever have any good ones or play any good ones? I no. don't think we ever did, did we? Nope. <laughs> we, which is that. heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And that's all you do. That's all oh, you oh. do. Actually, I do know some. Like, I tried to replay them, but I remember we rented them loads, which was the uh, Batman Forever game, which had this completely different tone. Yes. It was made by the same people as Mortal Kombat. That was a good game, because I remember we played it a lot, and then we couldn't, like, get up the levels, you know, use the grappling hook, and then, like, ten times later of renting it, we worked it out, and then the game opened up. But, yeah, that was it, even though I think it's meant to be a shit game, I remember that was a good game. See, the funny thing is, because... Uh, this is a bit off again. But Phil said to me, oh, I can't think of many games we used to play together. And now we're like, yes, I remember that. I remember that. We'll have to yeah. literally do this. Like, what games did we rent? And then go from there. But 
because we can have so many games. But yeah, you're right. There weren't many good games, which was such a shame. Or Marvel or DC. Or Marvel or DC. Do you know what? The, the, this is geekiness of, of me, right? You know, in this game, you know, there's always like different super um, Spider-Mans or whatever, different universes. This yeah. Spider-Man actually has its own world. So it's what, not the, the, the six one. Yeah, it's not 616, right? This I game. Presumed, I just presumed it was like the comic book, but. No, it, it, it isn't. It isn't. It's basically considered Earth three three seven three four. Basically, okay. follows a very similar um, path that six one six does, and that's all it is. So the game itself is considered its own universe. It's like you crafty bastards, <laughs> like you bastards. Do you know what? Like, I, I well, as a kid, I just considered it different Spider Man stories, but like. A lot of the universe stuff does my head in now, but hey, that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. So, if you had to then score this out of ten, what are you giving it? Well, I, I, I think I've said last time I do uh, two scores. So, and you know what? Usually, nostalgic scores quite high. Um, I'm going to give it maybe a, a four for nostalgia, and yeah. that's getting an extra point because of the box art. Yeah, but for I, actual game, it's a three. Yeah, it's the same for me. Three. It, it's it. Ugh, it's just not good. It's not good at all, is it? It's even nostalgia. I get a great nostalgia gives the extra point because the box art's cool and the symbiotes yeah. are cool. But apart from that, this is a terrible game. Please do not play. I would love to hear an argument that someone comes on and goes, "I fucking love this game. It was my childhood." Make this very clear. It was our childhood as well. It was our childhood. If you'd asked uh, me this back in the day, we would have probably given it an eight or nine. Yeah, I, I, well, I'll say uh, I'll give the, the people a pass out there. If that was your only game, fine. <laughs> it was yeah. an amazing game. Because I understand only having one even, like, crappy game, you yeah, just gonna play get, it anyway. Someone's going to write in, you ruined my fucking childhood, dickheads. <laughs> great, wasn't it? All right, then. Well, I'm going to kick you off because I need to go deal with a, a child about to turn four. Oh, the monsters. Madam. Madam, Madam will be waking up. But as I said, certainly we've got so many games we can do in the future. It'll be great. So it's always a pleasure having you. So you take care of yourself, matey. You too, mate. You too. Say hi to little one. And that was episode 84 of Spider-Man and Venom Separation Anxiety. Thank you all to listening. I hope you really enjoyed it. Thanks, Phil, for coming on once more. He's already been given his game to two next time, and he's not going to like it. I'm just, just saying. But until then, I've been Danny. You all take care of yourself and have a great week, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.